Thank you for tuning in to Ask the Pharmacist with Joe DiMatteo. Joe is a pharmacist, naturopath, and board certified in clinical nutrition. We are here to impact your health and change your life. My name is Joe DiMatteo Jr., and it is my honor to introduce my father, Dr. Joe DiMatteo. Once again, we roll in, we stroll in, we rock in to another afternoon to the newsboys. And as I just constantly feel, I would hope that that's your heart's desire as well, that you would live with abandon for him. That Really, that's an interesting comment, to be totally abandoned. That's a hard thing for us to do as humans. With an infinite, mighty God, we as humans in our finite mind and finite thoughts, see, we always want to control and I know I do anyway. My situation, circumstances, I've got to be in control. And see, when we abandon ourselves to someone, that means you're putting your trust completely upon them. But see, you're not just putting yourself um, in a position of abandonment to someone. You're not doing it to another person or even to a spouse or to a friend or to a business partner. You're talking about a heavenly father that has incredible love for you And for me, we talked about yesterday, and I'm going to go into this a little bit today. Genesis, Genesis 15, you know, after amazing periods of victory or blessing or favor or awesome good things happening in your life, there's often a time of either attack or spiritual attack or demonic attack or it's scriptural. It's in the Bible. It's all all through the Bible. Often individuals that have just undergone like amazing kind of spiritual breakthroughs after that, there's depression or downtimes or we've got to guard against that. And we see it all the way back in the beginning, back in the book of Genesis, Genesis 15. There's a lot to cover here today. But before we get into the body of the show, I just want to read you this. And it says, after this, after what? After this, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me? What can you give me? Since I'm childless, and the one who will inherit my estate is Eleazar of Damascus. And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him again. This man will not be your heir, but a son who is of your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside. He said, look up at the sky, count the stars. And if indeed, Abram, you can count them, then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Now, this comes on the heels of Abram with a major victory over the kings of Sodom, over a king of, of Gomorrah. They were, this was the first uh, you know, indicator of war or or um, conflict in the Bible, Genesis 15 or Genesis 13 and 14, I guess it is. 
Abram says to the king of Sodom, look, I don't want anything from you. I don't need anything from you. We defeated you. I mean, they, they, they completely take care of Lot. They bail Lot out. You heard us talk about that yesterday. But often we are um, need to need to see that we're in a position that we need to be abandoned unto him. And when we are, even when things are not going our way necessarily, or we want to have a pity party, you have a God that loves you and is completely and totally aware. It says, and after this, the word of the Lord comes to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid. I am your shield and your very great reward. We have a lot more to talk about there, but that's the beginning point of our thoughts for Abraham today. Amazing things, amazing truths in Genesis 15. Really, it has to do with righteousness, which is our, how do we become righteous and become a good person? I'm a goody two shoes. I just do better, 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 work harder for God. I go to church X number of times and, I, and I'm going to become righteous. No, it's about belief in what God has done for us. Righteousness, sonship, sonship, meaning as you have been given sonship, you're introduced into the family and Genesis 15 teaches us about being an heir or heirship. You and I are heirs to the kingdom. Now it's the introduction into the kingdom. Three main messages in Genesis 15. Righteousness, sonship, heirship. 800-281-8255. Recent, right off of the um, <clears throat> newswires. British Journal of Ophthalmology uh, just releases an article study. I'm, I'm just going to read you kind of the takeaways from this, that sene- severe coronary artery stenosis. In other words, your arteries going to your heart blocked. See, the more blockage you have in your coronary arteries, we know that the, the outcry of that, the result of that is heart chest pain, um, <clears throat> pressure in your chest, not enough oxygen supply to your heart. We're weak. We're fatigued. We have angina. Um, we're, we're sickly. And it says the presence of stenosis or stenotic lesions were independently associated with early onset age-related macular degeneration. So what, what are we saying here? We're saying in this medical journal, British Journal of Ophthalmology, just releasing an article saying, in essence... That just about everything is tied to everything. Now, how do you like that for a scientific, uh, incredible explanation? Yes, just about everything that happens in your body is tied to something else in the body. Well, inflammation is linked to Alzheimer's disease. Inflammation in the body because of a poor diet and lack of antioxidants can encourage and open the door to Alzheimer's, but it can also damage your heart damage your circulatory system, damage your joints. There are just tons, thousands of links of a disorder caused by some situation in the body linking to another disorder. This is a perfect example. In other words, lack of blood flow to the eyes or the potential for impaired blood flow. See, if you have coronary artery disease, the likelihood or the possibility that you have some athero or arteriosclerosis forming elsewhere in your artery walls is fairly significant. Hence, it doesn't mean that everybody that has coronary artery disease is going to contract 
macular degeneration. But if you have heart disease, the message to you is, or hardening of the arteries, or plaque formation, or narrowing of your arteries, stenosis, you've had stents, you've had bypasses, whatever your situation is from a coronary artery standpoint, here's the takeaway. The takeaway is, is that it can also be indicative of potential health consequences elsewhere, whether it's your brain, cognitive decline, your eyes, and macular degeneration. Yes, they're linked. The severity of coronary stenosis and the presence of stenotic lesions were independently associated with early onset age-related macular degeneration. So, so... When you guys call in and you ask me a question and I get long-winded, it's not because I'm trying to kill time. It's because often when you ask a question, for example, what do I take for macular degeneration? Well, there's numerous nutrients, lutein, zeaxanthine, you know, those antioxidants, foods that are rich in the dark green leafies, uh, spinach, kale, even broccoli. Uh, yellow-colored vegetables, orange-colored vegetables, yams, sweet potatoes, tomatoes. You know, why would I be talking? Well, there's the dietary component. You got to take the right supplements. Oh, oh, and by the way, you got to take omegas because omegas reduce inflammation and higher DHA and DHA rather and lower inflammation reduce the risk of macular degeneration. Oh, oh now in the literature says that. Hmm, if you've got coronary artery disease, hardening of the arteries or narrowing of the arteries, you're going to be at a higher risk for macular degeneration as well. So do you see how when you do some good things like change your diet, supplement well, you, you don't necessarily, you're not just working sometimes on your heart. You could be working on five, six, seven, twenty other areas of bodily function. Everything's tied to something. Everything's tied to everything somewhere in the body. Aspirin. Another recent study piece says, "Oh boy, we're just in love with aspirin." By the way, uh, in in the, the the in the world of pharmacology and in the medical community, patients can continue to take aspirin as recommended by their primary care physicians without the fear of worsening macular degeneration. Another situation: there have been some research pieces just recently saying that folks that have macular degeneration, if they're taking aspirin, that they're at a higher risk. And now this research piece is trying to say, well, we don't care that there's a higher risk. There's so many positive benefits to aspirin. You just need to keep taking it anyway. You've got cardiovascular benefits. Understand that that's important. And, you know, we're not real sure about the macular degeneration. But uh, I'm going to tell you that I still see there are a lot of issues with taking long-term aspirin. Now, if you've been told by your physician to take aspirin, because you had a bypass or a stent put in, that's a little different. But many individuals do not have a history of heart disease. They have not had bypasses or stents. They're not battling hypertension necessarily. And, you know, there's this thought process that, well, once you're 50, everybody should be on aspirin. You know, everybody needs to thin their blood. Well, really? Um, everybody needs to have more slippery, slickery blood. Antiplatelet activity. Get that blood, keep it flowing, keep it moving. Well, you, you can do it vis-a-vis the diet, and you do it via 
supplementation. I'm not so sure that everybody has to be on aspirin because there's, there's, uh, by the way, there's increased brain bleeds, about a 35% increased hemorrhagic stroke. Hemorrhagic stroke is bleeding on the brain when we use aspirin chronically long term. Uh, what about GI bleeds coming from a chronic use of aspirin? So not so quickly, not so fast. Let's be careful. See, remember, remember, Watch this. Aspirin benefits outweigh the risks. In other words, mm, aspirin can encourage macular degeneration or open up the doors to it if you're already battling it. But boy, you got to understand that aspirin is so good for your heart disease that we're going to, we think it's better that you protect your heart as opposed to your eyes. Really? What about the role of omega-3 fatty acids here? Hmm. What about the role of tocotrienols that have antiplatelet activity and protection to the lining of the vessel walls? The right forms of vitamin E, which are tocotrienols, tocopherols. Right? Man, this stuff, I tell you, this stuff just makes me crazy sometimes. I, I tell you, it just makes me crazy. Let's go to the phones. We got Andrea in Florida. Andrea, you're on. How can I help you today? Uh, yes, my daughter um, has cavities in all four of her two-year-old molars, and the dentist wants to do um, at least one baby root canal, um, and they want to do uh, either by means of IV sedation or liquid sedation. And so I was just calling to find out if hmm. Well, IV, I, IV sedation or liquid sedation, I'm not sure what you mean by that. Maybe I'm missing the terminology. Obviously, they're going to do intravenous, the sedator, or some type of, you know, gas, so to speak, right? Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the liquid sedation is kind of a light sedation, where the IV sedation is the more um, solid, but it's not the general anesthetic. Okay. So there's obviously um, hmm. danger there on any other side. So I just kind of was wondering if there's any other way. She's three years old. Yeah, she's young. Gosh, I'm not real sure which direction. I'm not sure if I have a three-year-old that what I'm thinking about doing, um, if they're in that position. I'm not real sure. Um, I'd probably say I'd go to, you know, kind of putting me out, so to speak, as opposed to IV. Just my initial gut. You know, IV would be more significant. There's no chance for her awakening during the procedure, et cetera. They both have risks, but I'd probably lean the other direction. That, that's just an opinion only. I don't know that I have a whole lot of science to back it up, though. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. I'm sorry I didn't have a better answer for it, but that's a toughie because I'm, I'm not real sure what the crystal clear answer is. And all I can say is I probably would lean. I probably would lean the other way for me personally. Okay. All right, Andrea. Thank you. Blessings to me. You're welcome. Hey, 800-281-8255. 800-281-8255. Before I go to uh, Danny and so on, and we've got a couple other callers online, um, just a quick thought process. For many of you have young athletes that compete, play sports, high school sports, collegiate sports, junior high, um, et cetera. And many, in many cases, they're working out, they're training. Um, you've got to really just be aware. You know, you see it more and more and more. You've got to be aware of what they supplement with. And, and I talked about it a few weeks ago, these energy drinks, sports drinks, um, not the sports drinks necessarily, but these, these, these energy drinks that are loaded with sugar, loaded with caffeine, they're stimulants. And more and more young athletes 
Even coaches, I see, it's such a bad signal sign that you send to the kids that you're drinking these monster type drinks and, you know, these, these, I don't even know what they, there's so many names for them. And they are such hot sellers. They sell left and right. You go into stores and that stuff is everywhere. And, um, and, and I guess I get a little concerned because then we, we get suckered in to these pre-workouts and post-workouts. And you realize that most of them have similar components to them. So what's wrong with just doing things that work naturally and facilitatively and instead of trying to trump our bodies up? So if you've got young athletes that work out and train, you need to be aware of what they're doing. And go, go to the site and take a look at um, our OptiFuel. Why, why do we need to get into crazy stuff? You know, OptiFuel, we have D-ribose in there and carnitine and DMG and other ingredients that help to energize the cells. What about many parents are afraid of creatine? You need to think again. Your kids are using a heck of a lot more than creatine. Don't be afraid of creatine if it's the right form. We use a crealkaline form. It's a pH neutral. It's absorbed better. You don't have to do loading doses. It doesn't dehydrate the body. It's a much safer. It's a tech, it's a technologically advanced form of creatine. We have it in muscle fusion. Don't worry about the right form of creatine in muscle fusion. You need to be worried about what many of your kids are doing in pre-workouts and post-workouts that are driving them. In that, in that muscle fusion, we have glutamine and, and that crealkaline, that buffered creatine and taurine. We have amino acids in there and carnitine. Think about a quality protein prep like the, either the Essential Meal Plus or our pure protein essentials. Unfortunately, I think too many kids today feel they have to be, they have to go work out and be driven and cranked up to kind of get into this hyper stimulated mode. Not good. Not good. There's a lot of adverse consequences. Um, and I've talked about them on the show. Um, more Emergency room visits percentage-wise for adolescents and teens has skyrocketed in the last 10 years. And so many of them are presenting the emergency rooms with rapid heart rates, irregular heart rates, um, SVTs. Um, their blood pressures are up. And m- many of them, they're directly linked to what they're consuming you 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 got to do have you got to encourage your kids to do something sensible as opposed to some of that insensibility that we're using. Danny in Alabama, you're next. Danny, you're up. How can I help you? Uh, roll tide, Joe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, you you getting into something for me again today? I, that's the first I've heard about the. Uh, uh, I've been taking goody powders for. Uh, years, two to three a day, and I know that's aspirin. But anyway, that's not why I call. I got two easy questions. Sure. Uh, the first one, um, you've been uh, getting, you've been uh, saying to, to uh, eat uh, still cut oatmeal, and I got the three minutes Quaker uh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I turned the turned the label around today, and it said thirty one grams of, of uh, carbohydrates per mm-hmm. one quarter cup. Mm-hmm. And I eat it with uh, yogurt, which is another nine grams. <laughs> you know, it, it hasn't been exactly spiking my sugar, but it's going up like 145, 150, mm-hmm. you know, an hour mm-hmm. or so after I eat it. it, it does the benefit of eating oatmeal outweigh the fact that... Yeah, I, I, look, I, I don't think it has to be uh, as opposed to what? No, I'm just saying, uh, if, if the benefit of yeah. eating the oatmeal, does it outweigh the 
the fact that it raised my blood sugar. Okay. I would say then that becomes a very individual thing. So, for example, if you're adding some yogurt to it, then I would do only like a like maybe a, an organic Greek yogurt where it's pretty much all protein, um, very little carbs, no added sugar, etc. So this becomes the fine line. No, often when I talk about steel-cut oats as an example, it's to get folks to understand the importance of how they can help to manage their cholesterol, how as opposed to what many of the other options are. So that doesn't mean that you have to eat that just alone. Why you could always have a little bit of steel cut oats, a, a high protein yogurt, or maybe a couple of organic scrambled eggs with that. So it doesn't have to always just be that. Your other option is possibly um, even quinoa. Because it's higher in protein and it's complex carb. So know that even though you might have a little bit of a blood sugar spike, know that there are so many benefits to the fibers, the beta-glucans that are in steel-cut oats, as opposed to what many times what other options would individuals have. Now, to me, for the typical individual, I would like to have folks do like a quality protein smoothie that you can control, unsweetened almond milk, some frozen berries like a blueberry, blackberry, raspberry, high protein, maybe a little bit of that fahe yogurt, that Greek yogurt. You control that. But there's a lot of... um Reasons why I recommend that because a lot of folks don't eat enough fiber during the course of the day. They don't make enough of the good bacteria in the gut because they don't have the right forms of fiber. So sometimes when we're talking about a specific situation, blood sugars, then my might, I might change my answer a little bit for you. But as a general theme, steel cut oats are a great option for people. And, and if they're truly what you need to do, you need to get the, the non three minute version. I think you need to get the long term version, the one that really has to cook because those those are going to have more fibrous constituency and i don't know that it'll that it'll spike your blood sugars as much the ones that you got to cook prepare them the night before it's really not going that high it's going up like 145 and i don't see that as being a problem quite frankly yep all right brother all right second question yes um i have two sons uh one is nine and one is four Mm-hmm. And uh, they 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 want to play football. Well, I'm five nine, and their their mother's five four. They're not going to probably not going to reach five ten. But anyway, they they're animate about playing. I don't. I'd rather them play tennis. But, Amen. Amen, brother. Uh, I'm in total agreement with you. By the way, go ahead. But at what at what point can I start muscle training with them? I, I know that's a, a very superficial question. But yeah. Well, I think that, um, well, a lot of parents have that question. And I think, you know, I, I wouldn't think anything from a weight standpoint um, until they're about at least about 12 years old where you have solid bone formation, light weights at that point in time. But I still think at around 10 to 11, why can't you start with your with your nine-year-old? You start using some bands. Bands produce gentle resistance. You don't have to necessarily, right? You see you're building ligament and tendon strength. Um, you're building and then have them do a lot of things that, you know, you could just do right at home in the garage in your basement push-ups different you can do wide push-ups you can do military push-ups you can do you can start doing sit-ups you can do dips you can do bands pulling down uh from a from a from a pull-up bar where you work your lats and your shoulders so i still think you can do lots of things before you even enter in to a weight resistance training program but i think i think the magic number is you got to wait till around 12 all right okay thanks god bless you so much thanks danny well, Abraham, do not be afraid, God says. This is after this. The word of the Lord comes to Abraham in a vision. Don't be afraid. I am your shield, and I am your very great reward. 
Abram then answers God, look at this, sovereign God, what can you give me since I remain childless? And see, sometimes, and you're going to see how God says that, look, I'm going to take you out and I'm going to let you look up at the stars in the sky. Know that you have questions. God is willing to answer my questions and your questions. Stay tuned. I'll be back in a minute. People come in with health concerns, and we try to address those at the root cause. A specialist in functional integrative medicine, nurse practitioner Joyce Gibb has conducted over 3,000 consultations with pharmacist, mentor, and friend Joe DiMatteo. I actually got my nurse practitioner in family practice, and I've always wanted to practice getting to the root cause because in family practice, I felt like I was giving a pill for the ill. It's always pharmaceutical-based. You really didn't get to the main problem that caused the symptom. Just an example of you have heartburn. There's many reasons for acid reflux or heartburn, and some of those reasons could be not enough hydrochloric acid, where traditional medicine blocks that. And as we age, our body typically doesn't even make enough as it should to break down our food. A lot of people want to get off their proton pump inhibitors, and we had a little protocol to wean that very slowly so they don't have rebound heartburn. Call for a consultation today, 888-865-9595 or visit AskJoeD.com. One of our biggest threats to our health and well-being can also be one of the simplest to address. I'm talking about stress. Here on Ask the Pharmacist, in addition to all the nutritional support we give your body, you'll also hear us talk a lot about the one who made it. As we deeply think about the character and goodness of God, as we release our cares to Him in prayer, it's amazing how even our greatest concerns are put into the proper perspective. It's help that's free of charge and comes without a prescription. Learn more at AskJoeD.com. The health of your family is one of the most important factors in your life. You plan it into your budget, make annual checkups, and pray for a happy and healthy home. Joe DiMatteo from Ask the Pharmacist knows how valuable vital health and spiritual well-being is to you. That's why he hosts a daily call-in show dedicated to helping you achieve greater physical and spiritual health. Trying to keep you and your family healthy can be frustrating. As a certified pharmacist, clinical nutritionist, and naturopathic doctor, Joe's special in bridging the gap between conventional and alternative medicines. Joe examines the most recent headlines and scientific breakthroughs to educate you on what is hype and what is really important. By providing daily insight into health news and natural alternatives, Joe DiMatteo strives to bring your health into a spiritual focus. He begins each show with prayer and reflection, asking for good health and happiness for you and their listeners all across America. Tune in, listen, learn, and live healthy with Ask the Pharmacist. Considering a probiotic? Just remember that what's on the bottle isn't necessarily what's in it. This is Joe DiMatteo, and like you, my family's health is extremely important to me, and I won't give them just anything. Many probiotics are not shelf-stable. They deteriorate in the warehouse and in shipping, so what's on the box is no longer in the product by the time it gets to you. That's why I develop Probiotic Essentials, so I can rest assured my family is getting the full dose of high-quality strains their bodies need. In fact, we regularly send our probiotic essentials from our store shelves to an independent lab to verify the quality and potency of our product. Yeah, we're a little crazy about quality control, but you know what? That's okay with me. 
Knowing that your family and mine are getting nothing but the highest quality probiotics possible makes it the kind of crazy I can live with. Learn more about our probiotic essentials as well as other supplements at AskJoeD.com. The health of your family is one of the most important factors in your life. You plan it into your budget. You make annual checkups. You pray for a happy and healthy home. Here on the Ask the Pharmacist show, I know how valuable vital health and spiritual well-being is to you. As a registered pharmacist, board-certified clinical nutritionist, and naturopath, it's my goal to help bridge the gap between conventional and alternative naturopathic medicine. Every day, I'm here to discuss the most recent headlines, scientific breakthroughs to educate you on what is most important or hype. By providing daily insight into health news and natural alternatives, I strive to bring your health into a spiritual focus with a firm reliance on God and the promises found in His Word. It's my prayer for you and listeners all across America that you enjoy good health and happiness each and every day. Stay tuned, listen, learn, and live healthy. This is Joe DiMatteo. Ask the Pharmacist continues in a moment. One of our biggest threats to our health and well-being can also be one of the simplest to address. I'm talking about stress. Here on Ask the Pharmacist, in addition to all the nutritional support we give your body, you'll also hear us talk a lot about the one who made it. As we deeply think about the character and goodness of God, as we release our cares to Him in prayer, it's amazing how even our greatest concerns are put into the proper perspective. It's help that's free of charge and comes without a prescription. Learn more at AskJoeD.com. Welcome back to America's Health Talk Hour. This is Joe DiMatteo of the Ask the Pharmacist broadcast. If you're just joining us, you can reach us toll-free at 877-655-6755. That's toll-free, 877-655-6755, or at AskJoeDiMatteo.com. Let's get back to talking your health. Welcome back, folks. Uh, an email writes and says, Alberto, and says, hey, I heard you mention on your, your show about a saliva test that can pinpoint now or, or a way to come up with a nutrition plan based on these test results. Well, that's not really what I said. From, from a saliva test, you can't come up with a nutrition plan. If you do some blood work, we do nutri-evals where you get red blood cell levels drawn or your blood, your, your blood drawn, and they evaluate the red blood cells, and they can look at the level of magnesium within the red blood cell, the level of potassium, the level of minerals, the amino acids, um, that, that's a nutri-eval. The saliva test can actually evaluate your body's ability to detoxify chemicals, heavy metals, and so on. So it's very high-tech. It's very sophisticated. This is what could only be done for thousands of dollars 10 years ago, um, and then even up until a couple years, very expensively. Now it's down to a couple hundred dollars, but it's important because what it does is it shows your genetic capabilities to eliminate 
and clear toxins from the body. I'm going to talk about that on October 10th at our open house here. We're going to do a little mini teaching. We're going to have an open house. You're welcome to come. We'll have food and so on. And I'm going to teach you about that. So it, it, be careful sometimes. And I know often we, we cover a lot of different areas and sometimes it all runs together. So no, it's not saliva testing that gives you a nutrition plan. It gives you an understanding of your ability to eliminate chemical chemicals and metals from the body. My question is, what's the name of the test? Well, the test specifically you can do is called detoxogenomics. And we do that through a specific lab that we use is Genova Labs, detoxogenomics. And it says, well, where can I get it done, et cetera? Well, I mean, if you have someone affiliated near you that works with Genova, or if not, we could still order the test. <clears throat> but it doesn't give you, quote, a nutrition plan. Another gal writes and says, um, hey, I listened to the show the other day, and again, you were talking about some type of food or supplement that can help maintain blood sugar levels. Well, that was... Um, the Ultra Glucose Control, a very high-tech version. We have it on our website. Um, we've worked cooperatively with Metagenics on this one. And the, the reason is is because this is kind of that um, that separation point. Hey, we've got our Essential Meal Plus, and we have our kind of a, that version of a meal replacement, and, and that's what I use and so on. But there's this fine line where folks are insulin-resistant, they are metabolic syndrome patients. They're significantly overweight, moving to type 2 diabetes. Um, they're insulin resistant. Their triglycerides are rising. They've got a little bit of fatty liver. Maybe they have high blood pressure. Doc's telling you, you got to get this under control or you're going to wind up on medication. You need to lose weight and you're trying and you can't. Ultra glucose control. Omega Advance. Why? Because these components, these two, they're, to me, they're breakthroughs, and they are because there's patent-pending nutrients that are used in these, especially in the ultra-glucose control, to stabilize your blood sugars, not just because it's protein and complex carbs. That's what it is, but it's specific versions. You can starch and amylopectin-based fibers that slow-release this meal as you drink it over the course of a period of time and they stabilize blood sugars. The active ingredients were actually designed for folks that had and children that had glycogen storage problems years ago. And they're using that technology. It's an awesome prep. Ultra glucose control. You got weight issues. You can't get it off. Your blood sugars are rising. You can't get it under control. You're not real sure where else to turn. You've tried to change your diet. You're maybe somewhat successful, not getting there. Omega advanced one twice a day. Ultra glucose control. Replace one of those meals at a minimum. You might even want to go for two. It's an awesome product. Let's go to Bill in McKeesport in Duquesne, somewhere in that neighborhood. What's up, Bill? Joe, concerning macrodegeneration, carrots greatly increase blood flow to the eyes. I, I wouldn't disagree. It's awesome. Yeah, right? And you got carotenoids in there. You got the whole family of carotenes, beta and alpha carotenes. Carrots are awesome for the eyes. So we have a lot of folks with macular degeneration that really don't understand that they got to change their ways just from what they consume. And carrots would certainly fall into that category. No question about it. Yellows, oranges, all that scenario. Go ahead. One other thing. Concerning, I got a call about oats. You want to eat 
barley and oats and wheat and mm-hmm. corn and rye. That's naturally occurring sugar. That's not table sugar. That doesn't make your blood blood mm-hmm. sugar rise. Yeah, he. I think, and, and what he was saying. It's a complex carb, like you said, it's a complex carb. Everybody's confused. Donuts and pop and candy bars make your blood sugar spike. Oh, like no, whole grain. You're preaching to the choir. No, no, no disagreements there. I wouldn't agree with you about the corn aspect of that, but we'll stick on the well, core issue. Modified, right? right. <laughs> All right, but, 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 said, but, but as far as the complex carbs go, that's exactly right. And that's why when he said, well, I've noticed an uptick, you know, it's up to 145. Well, first of all, I don't feel that's an issue because at 145, he's still within a range of control. And, yes, they are complex carbs. We need carbs because we store them as energy, glycogen, right? And we just need to get folks to understand you can make good choices and you can make bad choices, right? And as you're talking about, I can do a, I can do, I can do a, a, an English muffin or, a, or a, a whatever, a bagel, and, oh, that's a carb, all right, but those are quick release. Yeah, we need to have complex. So I agree. And also what's good about that because you got tremendous forms of fiber in there. You've got beta-glucans, helps you to make the right components in your colon, stimulates good bacteria. So we have to look at things in a broad sense sometimes as opposed to, oh, it's just a carb and it does this to me. What else does it bring to the table, right? All right, Bill. Right. That's refined carbs. Exactly. God bless you, brother. And Thanks Christ for... Said, and Christ said man does not live on bread alone. That's right. I, I, w- I wouldn't disagree with you. But you know, unfortunately, and, and you know we've had this conversation, unfortunately I wish we were eating the einkorn wheat of Jesus' day. Unfortunately, we're, we're not. It's all been processed, remade. Companies like Monsanto have altered and changed it. So it's just a, it's a different beast that we're dealing with today. We're, we're, we're eating things. I call them frankenfoods to some degree because we've got people, food chemists, changing and altering the structure of these foods, which is kind of dangerous. You can get organic. You can get organic. You can still, absolutely. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And But as a general theme, but we always want to qualify that, right, because a lot of folks still don't understand that the grains of 2,000 years ago, even technically some of the, 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 the wheat of even 50 years ago is very much different than what we're using today because you, you, you've got you've got food manufacturers literally making um, how this wheat is going to grow. Always appreciate it, brother. Don't forget about Zechariah 9.17. What's that say? Grains to make a man thrive. It's a prophecy, and that stands for our All right, right, brother. Hey, and you know, I like Ezekiel, Brett. All right, be well. Have a great day. Let's go to Angel in Louisiana. Angel, you're up. How can I help you? Hi. Hi. I am, it's it's on shell, but I I am from a culture that loves bread, praise the Lord. But I've been been, um, been gluten-free for a few months now. I've tried it on and off. But uh, I just realized it's, it makes me feel better when I'm not on gluten. Okay. And so I've been I've mm-hmm. been gluten free, basically just checking ingredients, not really being worried about cross contamination. Yes. As much. Yes. But but just ingredients wise. Well, anyway, this is my issue. Um, I have been losing my hair on the crown of my hair, and I'm I thought it was from. I had had lice in January for the first time in my adult ever life, and and I just thought I just scraped the mess out of my scalp so much. But then, you know, I, I, 
in these last few months, I found out I'm purely in menopause. I, I have thyroid issues. The doctor just put me on it a few months back, the thyroid medicine, which says I could lose hair, back, unfortunately. So um, I, I just, I, I'm wanting my hair. I don't, and I don't blame you. <laughs> I, I, I just I just moved uh, a month and a half ago uh, to a mat, uh, to meet my husband that I married a year ago, but we commuted, and so I've been having a lot of stress. You know, okay. I'm, from no from job to no job, from new place. Well, to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. And you you got a lot there, so let's go backwards and let's go deal with that. Um, you've made some changes to the diet. Um, but you're suffering some hair loss. You thought it might have been due to some lice issues. I, I don't think that has anything to do with anything. But you've been put on thyroid meds. Thyroid meds should not necessarily cause hair loss. Um, thyroid meds, once you're regulating thyroid, should actually stabilize hair loss, technically. So <clears throat> I can't get into the details of what that is. I, I, go ahead. It doesn't seem like it has helped that in any way, and my hair okay. loss has gotten worse. But you gotta, you gotta step back, and and you have to look at the whole picture. Okay. okay. So, so number one, what you need to do is you need to go into the, our live stream section on the website, and you need to watch the teaching that I did on that live stream about thyroid, thyroid functioning, how we need to have a balance and an understanding of what T3 and T4 is, and reverse T3. So, some people put on just traditional synthetic thyroids don't garner the complete benefit. So that's just one aspect. Um, so you need to go and learn about that. Number two, the menopausal issues are a big issue because if you're going through menopause, your hormones are shifting and changing. If you are... If you, let me finish. Let me finish. Just okay. you get a hold on, okay? If you if you are um, dropping in progesterone, dropping in estrogen, let's just say, and maybe stable in testosterone, that's going to encourage some loss of hair on your scalp, unfortunately. So we, we got to be careful often at just looking for one singular, you know, mechanism for what's ailing me. It could be multiple. You could have poor conversion of that thyroid. You could have some female hormone balances that have already begun or already in place. You could have low serum ferritin, uh, meaning that some women, when their serum ferritin, which is, a, which is a more specific measurement of your iron, when it goes below 70, they're at a higher risk for hair loss. And then when you add in stress... Well, that's, that's enough to make many people's hair fall out. And there are a lot of people that have hair loss just when they're under significant level of stress. Why? Because the body is using micronutrients, minerals and, and bees and so on at a much higher rate. So again, don't just look at one aspect, but you sometimes have to get all four, five, six of those areas moving together in harmony. And now if I don't get an answer, now I, I don't know what to say to you, but look at the whole picture, not just the one single aspect. Does that make okay, sense? I did go on I did. Mm-hmm. I, it does. Mm-hmm. Um, I did go look on your um, live stream mm-hmm. video about hair loss, mm-hmm. and you said something about a kit. How yeah. can I get a kit? Well, you can you can get a you can get a hormone kit. You can get a female hormone kit, which would help to define what your female hormones are. That's what I was probably talking about um, on the hair loss 
uh, version of that. So you, if you call the off-air toll-free number, which I'll give you, and you can ask for Terry. Uh, that's part of our support staff. Terry could get back to you. Um, she'll probably give you or send you out a urine kit would be even more more specific for you for urinary hormone testing to see if you're converting some of your testosterone to something called 5-alpha DHT, which would cause your hair to fall out. So not only measure your progesterone and estrogen, but you got to know those metabolites too. Okay, my gynecologist ordered some tests, and that's mm-hmm. how she confirmed I was in menopause. Well, what she did was, I would assume, she did an FSH and an LH, and that's just telling you what your pituitary is telling your ovaries. It doesn't measure your values and numbers. You need to call Terry on the off-air line. I'm going to give you that number. It's 888-865-9595, option 3 or just ask for Terry. They'll put you in her voicemail if she's on the line, and, and I'm sure she'll call you back, and let, let's get a urinary hormone testing. That's a good place to start, and then we could try to get those copies of your other labs and see what those are saying to us, all right? All right, thank you. All right, Angel, you're very welcome. So that's why, you know, when you're looking at situations, we have to be careful sometimes. Think outside the box. There's usually multiple layers. Uh, Winona writes, hey, How would magnesium affect my grandson? He's nine years old. He has ADHD, weighs about 85 pounds. He has gone, or 86 pounds, he's gone through treatment with a doctor who treats ADD from within. Diet, activity, neurologic exercises, awesome, like that. Diet is critical here. Physical activity, exercise, critical. He has been off Focalin and Adderall since May. Wow, that is awesome. After taking meds, for ADHD since he was five years old. Diet, activity, neurologic exercises. Sounds like an awesome, awesome approach to me. How would magnesium affect him? If he's not doing um, good forms of absorbable magnesium, it's a huge mistake. Magnesium has a calming effect on the brain, keenly involved in neurotransmitter production. He needs to be on good sources of essential fatty acids as well. Omega-3s that are rich in DHA. So for Winona, obviously, you you and your family are right on the right track. Your grandson is doing awesome, quite frankly. If he's been off of meds for five or six months now, um, your next step is, if you haven't already, how do you utilize some nutrients? There'll be no adverse effects. Magnesium, we, we very much are magnesium deficient as a population simply because uh, the foods that we consume are nowhere near as plenteous. When I make that comment, let me clarify. If you go back, I, I have literature still here. Now it's, it's, it's probably 20 years old, but I have literature that gives you statistical analysis of nutrient den- density of, um, of our agricultural supply. And they picked about 15 different things, peppers, onions, and different types of vegetables. And they did an analysis in 1950, 19, every 10 years, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. 
And then after 2000, we couldn't access that same literature anymore, could never figure out what happened. And it's it's no longer to be found. And I'm, I'm sure we could access it. I'm sure it's out there, but it wasn't as readily available. But here was the message from 1950 to 1990, that there was a continual decline of anywhere, depending upon the food stuff and the nutrient evaluated, folic acid or magnesium or zinc, whatever, that on average... Anywhere from like a 20 to as much as like a 30% decline each year, or eight or 10 years rather, in the nutrients. So fast forward to take, the last report I saw was 19, was dated 1990. It was, it was probably in the, in the mid 90s when we got a hold of those reports comparatively. And, um, it's been on a downward trend. We don't, we, we don't fertilize correctly. We don't let the ground lie fallow every seven years. So there's major issues. So why are we magnesium deficient? Well, first of all, we don't even have foods, generically speaking, for most of you that are rich in magnesium. If you have muscle twitches under your eye all the time, or you feel like you, you know, you got twitches in your eyelids, or you, you you feel at times you're just getting rapid heart rate and you have no reason for it. You get a lot of muscular tension and a lot of headaches or maybe cramps or muscle cramps. There's a good possibility. Your, your magnesium deficit. Constipation. Women that are, have heavy menstrual abnormalities. Magnesium. Think of magnesium. Folks that have... Um, look, there's a lot to this. There could be multiple other points to this. But just as a general theme, insomnia. The more insomnia, hyperactivity, just as Winona was asking about, anxiety, restlessness, even panic attacks, PMS, if you're not doing some magnesium or you don't have adequate magnesium on board, sure, there might be some other nutrients that are helpful, but magnesium plays a key role. Mag Essentials, take a look on the website. Mag Essentials, not all magnesiums are the same. Mag Oxide, Mag Chloride, Mag Gluconate are not the same as the glycinates, bisglycinates, or citrates, or aspartates, and so on that we use. Big, big difference. Hey, that off-air number where you can reach our staff, 888-865-9595. You need to talk to Terry or set up a time. You can go to the website at askjoed.com. Make sure you take a look at um, the, 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 we've got health protocols. We've got more to get up for you. Um, we've got the live streams. We've got a lot of information that is hugely beneficial for you. And you can learn a ton, and we want to be able to do more in the future. Yesterday's show, I'm hoping that it recorded. We had some technical difficulties. I think we've got it ironed out now. Talked a lot about fiber, food sources of fiber, and why they are important. If you have a chance, make sure that you take a look at that. Hey, I'm 62, says Timothy. I ride a bike five times a week, an hour. Awesome. I'm starting to feel lack of energy at different times of the day, usually mid-morning, throughout the afternoon. My sleep is not as sound. I'm taking trazodone, zolpidem. I'm looking for some supplements that will aid in these problems. Well, I think you're using a lot of medications, zolpidem. Uh, doesn't allow you, it's ambient, it doesn't let you to really get restful REM reparative sleep. I'm not so sure Trazodone does either. Um, your, your sleep is not good. I'm not sure the meds, they may, might be knocking you out. I'm not really sure you're getting reparative and restorative sleep. Maybe you, you need to think about doing one of the urinary adrenal tests. Let's see what your adrenals are telling us. 
at off-air number 888-865-9595. So Abram, he's talking to God in essence. And um, God, you know, is not some far-off, distant God that doesn't care about what we think, doesn't care about the difficulties that we face. He's keenly aware. I would have to say to you almost sympathetically, God responds to Abram when he comes to him, when Abram's kind of a little bit depressed after these major victories over the kings of Sodom, this is the first sign of war. And he has won. He has saved his undeserving nephew, Lot. Now he's depressed. And now he's saying, but even though you're a sovereign Lord, he says, what can you give me? What can you do for me? I don't even have a child. How can I have children? How am I going to be the father of many nations? How is this going to happen? And God says, fear not. I'm your shield. And I'm your exceeding great reward. Your very great reward. See, God gives us his son. He's given us his son. Amazing truths in Genesis 15 are not only that God loves us and he's concerned when you're down. He's concerned when you're depressed. He even tells them, though, he says your descendants for 400 years, not that they were in bondage for 400 years, but they would be either enslaved or they would be mistreated. They would be on their own. They would be wanderers. They would have difficulty. But nothing that wouldn't be able to be accomplished as long as they were connected to their God. As long as they were still serving him, I think that parallel is to us today when we battle issues and we battle difficulties and the difficulties of life. And we talked about it yesterday in those dry and barren lands. What are we looking to? So God takes Abram out and he says, you know what? I want you to look up at the stars. See, God had to get Abram's eyes off of himself off of his humanity, and he had to get him looking up at the breath and the depth of creation as far as his finite mind could understand. And God says, you count the stars of the sky. And if you're able to count them, if you're able to, I'm telling you that's going to be the number of your descendants. And it says then that he believes God, and it's reckoned unto him as righteousness. Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. See, this is all about sonship and heirship and righteousness, and we don't get it on our own. I can't work my way there. I can only do one thing. God has made a way for me to be righteous. And the only way that can be is for me to believe not just that there is Jesus, but to know that he died personally for me. Sonship, heirship, righteousness come when I recognize him as Savior. God bless you. Thanks for being with me. And I'll see you, Lord willing, tomorrow at 3. You only want what's best for your family. You understand that you might only be able to save a few dollars by buying generic paper towels, but you stick to the brand names when it comes down to what's really important. Take Omega-3 fish oil, for example. You can buy 500 soft gels for less than $20 at many big box stores, but you know that if you do, you'll be tasting fish all day, and you won't be getting close to the strength your body needs to see any real results. And how can you really be sure that the heavy metal toxins have been removed? Where's the bargain? The Essentials brand 
omega-3-800 is molecularly distilled for purity, has a great lemon taste, and is ultra-concentrated so that you can take fewer soft gels and feel results. Joe DiMatteo from Ask the Pharmacist designed omega-3-800s to be the premier fish oil supplement on the market today. Visit www.askjoedematteo.com or call 877-275-7743 for more information on omega-3-800s and why they're the smart choice for you and your family. 